This podcast is sponsored by valleygivesback.org. Don't get spooked by planned giving. Name a Valley nonprofit in your estate plan and create a legacy that tells future generations what mattered to you. Making a gift that costs nothing during your lifetime is easy and revocable if things change. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Your action will inspire others to make a difference in their own way. Remember the Valley. Ask your accountant, financial planner, or attorney about planned giving options. Plan now, give later, impact tomorrow. Learn more at valleygivesback.org. Hi, I'm Eugene Driscoll of ValleyIndy.org. If you bear with me, in a few minutes you'll hear an interview with Mayor David Cassetti, a Republican who is running for re-election in the city of Ansonia. I've conducted a separate podcast interview with Alderman Phil Tripp, the Democratic nominee for mayor, which is a companion piece to this interview. The candidates did not receive questions or topics in advance. Neither candidate brought anyone else into the room or the office for these interviews. There were no pre-established rules of any kind. The content of the interviews has not been edited. I have inserted our sponsors' messages into this podcast. I have inserted intro and outro music, and I'm recording this intro to which you are listening. I've tried to make both interviews as fair as possible. With that goal in mind, after each interview was completed, I listened to the interview, and if I felt something said by the candidate warranted a response from another person, campaign, or third party, I reached out and gave people the opportunity to offer a short emailed response. With that being said, in this interview, Mayor Cassetti criticizes State Representative Cara Rochelle, a Democrat from Ansonia, who the mayor said, quote, hasn't been to my office once, hasn't talked to me about anything, told my staff they, that they have to be grown-ups, that we have to pay over the money to pay for the unfunded state mandates for the school system. Um, in the context, I was at that point, I was asking the mayor about last year's school funding lawsuit. In response to the mayor's comments, Representative Rochelle said, I'm deeply troubled by Mayor Cassetti's remarks and quite frankly very confused because immediately upon my swearing in, I reached out to Mayor Cassetti's office. Although Mayor Cassetti was apparently too busy to attend the meeting I scheduled, he did send representatives. I reached out on several occasions, the most recent being this week, to invite him to meet to discuss the increased state aid for Ansonia. I am always available and willing to talk to the mayor. If you would require further information, I'd be happy to provide documentation of the letters and emails I've sent to the mayor's office. Although I have some confusion about Mayor Cassetti's remarks, I am pleased that he is considering the funding of education since we are talking about our children's futures. 
Moving on, during the interview, Mayor Cassetti says that he feels Derby members of an Ansonia Derby School Regionalization Study Committee are not in favor of regionalization. Jim Gilday is a member from Derby and co-chair of the Ansonia Derby Committee. In response to the mayor's comments, he said, I'm not sure how someone who has never been to a meeting can offer an assessment on my thoughts or the thoughts of anyone from Derby. I believe that the sentiment from the entire committee has been that it's premature to have an opinion until all the facts are out. Clearly, we would not have committed two years of our lives to discuss this had we not been, had we not been open-minded and prepared to move forward if the facts support that. Tara Heider, whose name is mentioned uh, in this podcast, you'll hear. She's also a member of the Derby uh, School Regionalization Committee, and she said on May 30th, 2018, the VIS quoted Mayor Cassetti saying this uh, about his appointed TRSSC members. I've been a proponent of regionalization for a long time, and so are they, the mayor said. That's why I put them on there. Mayor Cassetti is the one who seems to have had an opinion about regionalization right from the start. It's surprising that Mayor Cassetti makes assumptions about my thoughts, having never even met him. Everyone who knows me knows I gather as many facts as possible and thoroughly analyze those facts so I can craft informed decisions based only in fact. That's how I function. This process is far too important to our children and taxpayers to politicize it. I welcome Mayor Cassetti to attend his first TRSSC meeting to become informed. Facts are important. Moving on, Mayor Cassetti in this podcast implied that Phil Tripp, if elected, wants to hire an economic development director and, in addition, a new grant writer, and that the two positions would be union positions, which would cost the city more money. Uh, In the interview, I tell the mayor that Phil Tripp did not say that when I interviewed him about the economic development position, and Mayor Cassetti acknowledges that uh, he could be mistaken. In response, Tripp's campaign said the mayor has a long history of making statements that aren't grounded in reality. In 2017, in the Valley Indy podcast, he promised he wouldn't raise taxes. Then he raised taxes. He says Ansonia's economy has never been better. When the Department of Economic Development states it's never been worse, we just became the number one most economically distressed municipality in the state. The mayor seems to choose his own reality when the facts don't suit his narrative. Finally, at one point during this interview with Mayor Cassetti, uh, under questioning about the Ansonia school funding dispute from a year or two ago, Mayor Cassetti says that in 2016, Carol Malone, then the superintendent of schools, and Bill Nimmin, school board chair, quote, sat in my office and they both looked at me and said, no one has funded us like you have, unquote, meaning that the district was happy with the mayor. In an emailed response, Tripp's campaign said the meeting did not happen. In an emailed response, Nimmin said, why do you continue to push the narrative about Dave Cassetti? He then suggested I follow up on a business transaction involving the mayor's former company. Merlone said there was never a meeting. My question is, why doesn't the mayor want to face an audience in a debate as opposed to a stage podcast where he has someone prepare his answers, or did I answer the question myself? Secondly, I never came in contact with the mayor or first selectman who do not understand the educational law piece. Mayors cannot take away money from BOEs once it is appropriated. Thank God for the increase from the State Department and Alliance Fund so Dr. DeBacco could hire back the needed staff. The city slash Dave cannot take credit for that. End quote. Without further ado, here is my interview with Ansonia Mayor David Cassetti. 
everybody. Welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indie podcast. My name is Eugene Driscoll. You can follow the Valley Indie on Twitter or Facebook, or if you're listening to this, you probably know that already. My guest today is Ansonia Mayor David Cassetti. Mayor Cassetti, welcome back to Naval Gazing. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. You were here. I mean, this is like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to ask you today. You were here in 2013, 2015 15, in, in debate form. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... So here we go. I I, I had a, I interviewed your uh, opponent, Phil Tripp, yesterday. I'm going to okay. release these at the same time, basically. Sure. Uh, it'll take a couple of days for anybody who is listening. Uh, we're recording this on October 24th on a Thursday. And my idea is I, I've sketched an outline in my head of the questions, and I, I'm calling it up, okay, which is a, a, a cliche and embarrassing. But unpleasant questions first. Sure. Going to go after you a little with sure. uh, poke, you, poke the bear a little sure. bit. Uh, then your platform, essentially, right. uh, to sort of review uh, what you've done uh, sure. in Ansonia. Right. And then we might close it out. I have a feeling those two things are going to take up the, the full hour, but that's my plan. Sure. Uh, I want to talk about the school funding lawsuit right. uh, first. That was a big issue in the city of Ansonia. Uh, the Board of Aldermen, for anybody who doesn't know, took away $600,000 from the school district a few years back, and the state education department said the administration should not have done it. Uh, after what seemed like endless fighting between the city side and right. the school side, the lawsuit was eventually settled. The city paid about $850,000. Isn't it correct to say the city lost that lawsuit? Absolutely not. How so? Explain me, that to let me. Let me explain to you something. They sued us. We didn't sue them. They sued us because we held back the money. But we were trying to get information from them to, for them to be more transparent with their budget. Because every year since I've been in office, every year since I've been in office, they ask for more and more and more, 7, 8, 10, 12%. This last time was they wanted 28%. And I said, this is unsustainable in this town where we have a town with 38% on fixed incomes, 22% minority, that's 60% of our population. We can't get blood from a stone. So what we did is we held that money back until they were more transparent to show us their books. We went to mediation up in Hartford with Judge Holzberg. I said, Judge, I am more willing to give them the money. I'll give them even a little bit more money, but they got to be more transparent with their budget. I want to see how they're spending the money because every year they come to us and ask us for more and more money. But it's like a, an open checkbook. We give them money, and they don't tell us where they're spending it. Did you try going through, just to play devil's advocate, uh, the traditional route, uh, FOI commission, Absolutely. things like that? The, the Board of Education would not work with the city. They would not work with the city. They said it's none of our business. He, uh, the president of the Board of Education said it numerous times. Don't answer them questions when questions were asked during the, the, the public session up at the Board of Education. Don't answer them questions. I feel that it was a win for us because we were able to get them to turn over. We got the visions. When you say us. The, just, the, the, the city of Ansonia. Gotcha. The city of Ansonia and its residents. So that now we're able to see how they spend their money. And it's already proven dividends, Eugene, because, because they brought back them 22 teachers that the former superintendent let go, and the class sizes are now reduced from 32 to 24. Let's talk a, a second, though, because one thing uh, that's being said, in fact, I think the state Democratic Party released a video a day or two or Yes, so, I saw it. My, my daughter brought it to my attention. Where uh, there, and, and there was a, we did an article, there was a, a press conference, right. it was a year ago uh, this month, where school officials said that whole dispute resulted in overcrowded classrooms. One teacher was holding back tears at this press conference, according to our reporting from last October, saying she was ashamed to uh, say she worked in Ansonia. Uh, do you think it had 
a negative impact on the classroom last year? Well, they let go of them them 22 teachers or them 16 teachers that they let go. Of course, now they have to consolidate and make the classes bigger. But this was all a ploy on their part just to make me look bad. But that's why when I met with Judge Holzberg up at the mediation in Hartford, I said, I'll give them the money. But I want to see what how they're spending the money. And now I'm able to see how they're spending the money. And as I stated, it's already proven it, it, it's paid dividends because them teachers are back and the classrooms have shrunk. Would you change anything about uh, uh, how the city handled this dispute, given some of the pain it caused last year to students? Well, I would have I would have more mediation meetings and to talk more about it to just to see you know what what their needs are. I mean, with our new superintendent, who I have a tremendous um, relationship with, a very good relationship working with him going forward, and we got some great ideas working together with him. Well, how much did person and this is totally subjective, but how much did personalities play into this dispute? 90% because of it. Because I know there, there is, there's, there's a toxic atmosphere, at least there was, and I, I guess I'm being, I'm, I'm expressing an opinion, but just based on what people say, between certain members of the Board of Education, sure. you and the former superintendent Correct. didn't seem to work well together. Is that accurate? Well, you know, I, I could bring people in that were at the meeting in 2016 when Carol Malone and Bill Nimmons, the president of the Board of Education, sat in my office along with Lori Vaccaro and, and Pat Henry, alderman in the 6th Ward, and they both looked at me and said, Mayor, nobody has funded us like you have. So what happened? So I, I have no idea. It's a personality problem. It's definitely 90% of it. But she has stated that, and Bill Nimmons has stated that, that I funded them more than any. And it's the truth. I have funded the Board of Education. It's first and top on my priority list to fund the Board of Education. I've given them over $4 million. When I first came to office, their budget was $27 million. It's now $32 million. I, that money came from the taxpayers without getting any extra money from the state. They are on, The unfunded mandates are $7, 8000000 million. You know, my, I had my staff meet with Cara Rochelle. Um, at Heavenly Donut and state representative, state rep yep. our state representative who know. hasn't been to my office once and hasn't talked to me about anything, but she, they, she told my staff that we need to be grownups. The city's going to have to pony over the money for the unfunded mandates to pay for the school mm. system. All right. Well, and I'm she's like, not in the room though. No, I, I know. Just so you, yeah. Well, I'm sure uh, she's going to re remark about it, but that's what she told my staff. How about the, the mill rate, uh, increase? Mill rate because in, there you, was no you, mill rate increase. You, you ran well, wasn't there 0.48 in the last, uh, uh, last yes, time around? Yes, we went up. We went up a half a mill. So people uh, are going to say you're the no tax guy. Listen, Mayor Cassetti, you raise uh, taxes. You, you, I got to tell you something. Charlie Stowe reamed me a new one. Let me tell you, son. He gave me hell. This Alderman is, Charlie Alderman Stowe, Starley, right? Charlie Stowe. This guy is staunch. He does not believe in raising taxes. But I said, Charlie, with the the medical benefits and everything that have gone up, I mean, there's nothing we can do. I, I needed an extra two hundred and forty thousand. So I had to I had to raise it up 0.48. Believe me, it was hard to do, and I did it in an election year, which is which is gutsy. It's very gutsy, but you know we've kept the line on taxes. We're still lower than when I took office. Now we had the state mandated revaluation, right? Because because the, the Democrats are saying, oh yeah, that, a lot that that well, if you look at the uh, last year, like ninety percent of the of property tax or homeowners saw an increase in there. I'm butchering this. No, statistic. it's forty three percent. Forty percent. But they, they're saying like you revalue should have you should have adjusted the mill rate no. down or. No, with with all the expenses that we had, we we needed to keep the mill rate the same. What went up, what went up were the two family homes, which were undervalued for years. 
for years, these two family and three family homes. And, and listen, I got whacked too. I, I'm in, involved in a trust in my family. We have over eight houses. There are two and three family homes. Their taxes went up. There was nothing you can do about that because they were undervalued. Okay, and then uh, switching gears. Well, not really switching gears, but the uh, the downgrade. I was surprised to see uh, Ansonia along with uh, Derby and Shelton. Right. And Shelton all had their credit ratings downgraded. But uh, for years and every two years when there's an election, uh, the Democrats, your opponents, say the same thing. Uh, Team Cassetti has been draining the fund balance to stabilize taxes instead of cutting spending. And then this report from S&P Global Ratings says, quote, the rating action, the downgrade it means, reflects multiple years of reserve draw- drawdowns resulting in a decline in the city's available fund balance from 25% to 11% over four years. That's from uh, Christian Richards of S&P Global Ratings. Additionally, we do not believe management is undertaking the undertaking significant forward-looking financial planning beyond the next budget year, leading to a revision in our view of the financial management environment. That is from the report. I'll note that the outlook for the next two years is stable. But that seems to confirm everything the Democrats have been uh, yelling about uh, every well, two they're, years. They're, they're disappointed because I used the fund balance for projects like we did the Wakely Avenue. For instance, they said that I took the 600000 from the kids, as they say. They like to use the kids to pave Wakely Avenue. First of all, that was a grant. It was a $5 million grant from the state of Connecticut DOT. We had to put in 10%, which was $500,000. We took that from the fund balance. We, we're bettering the city. We're bettering the community. They, they held all their money in a big bundle and just left they it there. Meaning the, the Democrats, Democrats in the past. The city who, in the past, they did absolutely nothing. You know, I want to. I want uh, Ansonia now is exploding with economic development all over the place. I mean, with our apartments going to be going online, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But I mean, it tells you that the outlook is okay. Our outlook is good. But a lot of the affluent towns were were downgraded, and we are still in the top tier. As double A minus, we're still in the top tier, and we still were able to borrow money cheaper than any other town in in the state, other than Trumbull. It's still considered a high rating, if I'm. It's mistaken. very high rating, very high rating. So the plan is to to, uh, to grow the grand list. That's. I mean, like, how do you use the information from that credit rating uh, downgrade to better the city? Well, we're doing it now with the, with the trying to build the grand list, which our grand list went from from. Uh, $850 million back when I took office. Now it's $988 million. I'm hoping to break a billion by the uh, end of the next term, maybe even more into, into the billions. Um, there's there's uh, economic development on um, East Main Street, uh, North uh, Main Street, with the development of the 270 apartments. Yeah, what's that? What, is that At Palmer or Crowley? Help me. Well, what it is is we had we had an, a deve- we had a developer, and he came to me and he said, "You know, Mayor, I'm going to develop 153, which is where the senior center is, and 497. But what do we do about that albatross next to us? That 501, the processing lab. Okay. He says I'm sort of a little leery about doing anything. What developer was that? That was, that? was Jerry Nocerino. Okay. So I said, well, Jerry, you know what? Let's talk to the the owner of 501, and that's Shaw Development. Okay. And we're currently, we have an MOU already signed and ready to go. They got plans already at public, uh, planning and zoning to put in 270 apartments to include that 501 Main Street, uh, East Main Street. So all them buildings will be developed in the next two years. 
Okay, just as somebody who's covered, sat in uh, Derby and Ansonia for 10 years uh, and watched those complicated uh, yes, projects. very properties. complicated. Because the, the, the cynical side of me goes, no way, this is election year. Yep, I know. But, but you know, they're sort of treating me unfair because I have grand openings and, and announcements even on off years. It's every single week or every single month I'm having an announcement. It's not that I do it during election time. It just happens to be election time, and these are what we're doing. These are the, the, the programs we're doing. And so this apartment complex, we're, as we tape this, you're scheduled to give a state of the city, city. address tonight. But this podcast will not publish until a few days after. Right. But that's what you're going to Well, we're going to talk about have announced We're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the Olson Drive community. Has, has HUD signed off on a— Lifting the deed restriction that keeps right that now it, they got sixty days and I think we're in day number forty. We got another twenty, another three weeks before we hear from Chicago HUD get releasing that. Now that one is interesting to me. Olson Drive, which is formerly the Riverside Apartments, right. so one hundred eleven units or whatever it was, one hundred fifty three units. And I before the Valley Indy uh, existed, I know the city was working to under former Mayor Delavope. They right. very much wanted to uh, uh, change. Those properties, the right. buildings are run down. Right. Uh, if they're thing crime, of the past. crime had declined, but right. but yeah, people wanted those things gone. Right. right, they were a thing of the past. And I remember sitting at housing authority meetings before you were mayor. One meeting in particular, where somebody from HUD came down, and the city was kind of like, "We open space. Can we do something with that other than yeah. uh, uh, housing, clustered housing? Right. We, there, there's a lot of affordable housing in Ansonia already." Right. And HUD almost. They lectured the housing authority right. and basically said, "This will no, no, this is our property. Affordable housing right. or, or, or federally subsidized housing must go there uh, in some form. And now uh, there's this move with the Primrose companies. They have uh, an idea to develop the right. property. The housing authority here in Ansonia has agreed to transfer the property to the city of Ansonia. Right. And you're waiting on HUD, right. who actually controls the future of right. the property, to lift, lift this deed restriction. Right. But that's another one where uh, people are saying your opponents – and on Facebook, there's even the, 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 the use is, is garnering some uh, uh, opposition. But is that something that's real? Yes, Yes, it is. It is real. Let and me tell you, it's it economic about? development. It's going to bring in a half a million dollar in tax revenue. You know, I, I believe the former chairman of the um, economic development, uh, William Loneski, stated that it, we should make it a park. Well, there'd be no income. Why? Why would we make it a park? We got no income. Let's do this. This state of the art facility. And we'll, we'll be generating tax dollars, bringing in over half a million dollars a year in tax revenue. This is a no-brainer. This, this really needs to happen. Do you think, I mean, one thing, uh, and Facebook may just be, or social media, uh, or the things that I hear may just be representation of a small part of the population. I don't know. but uh, We're going to find out on November 5th. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> that's why you're we're gonna a politician, find out, Mayor. We're going to find out on November 5th. Because uh, was there any effort or are there any plans to sort of be more inclusive about the future of that property? Uh, and that's one of the things that William Lineski sort of pointed out in his letter. This is sort of being, uh, from their perspective, uh, forced upon us. The mayor and a couple of people have I, this idea for the property. I, I and, really don't think it's forced upon because I think the, in the past what they said was this is a floodplain. You can't put housing there. I wanted to put the police station there, but then it would require us bringing in over 400,000 cubic yards of fill to elevate it, to get it out of the floodplain, which it always would be in the floodplain. But I says it's, it, it, it's too much money. This, this is a real good 
way to do to bring tax revenue in this this uh, program that we want to do with the uh, uh, Primrose. And I would imagine, uh, for lack of a better phrase, I mean, beggars can't really be choosers. I mean, you got to deal. The property's got to do something. Gotta. And the city can't afford to. The other thing is, people are saying. I keep seeing this uh, comment that well, we have Nolan Field right up the road. What's the difference between what? Is being proposed this conceptual plan that's well, Nolan out Field there is and where, Nolan Field. Nolan Field is where our our sports teams in Ansonia play. This is going to be open to the public. Other towns are going to be able to come in and practice and do different things here for a fee. And it's a, it's a private. This and is it's a, a private, private development. Correct. Uh, John Geds of the Primrose Company correct. is the one that's very reputable contract. How did uh, one thing uh, th- that interest me and i've received emails about it uh the city put out a request for proposals i think it was an rfp for that property i don't know if i'm using the right acronym this podcast is sponsored by valleygivesback.org don't get spooked by planned giving name a valley nonprofit in your estate plan and create a legacy that tells future generations what mattered to you Making a gift that costs nothing during your lifetime is easy and revocable if things change. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the valley forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Your action will inspire others to make a difference in their own way. Remember the valley. Ask your accountant, financial planner, or attorney about planned giving options. Plan now. Give later. Impact tomorrow. Learn more at valleygivesback.org. Uh... Yeah, there was a request for qualifications, maybe. Maybe that's what it was. That's what, what it was. They put out a document saying, hey, we want to do something with this property, recreation-related. Right, exactly. And you had uh, uh, the Primrose companies come in right, right. away. Yep. Was there talk beforehand? No. Were you luring them in? Was an economic no. developer saying, hey, we've got this property? Or No, no. We did the RFQ, and they were the only ones that responded to it for what we were looking for. Because I, I can't see leaving it a park and not bringing any tax revenue in. It, it doesn't make any sense. We got 13 other parks in the city. And I guess from the perspective of your fund balance, and the, right. it, it's an economically distressed city, just Correct. like Derby. We are, we are a number one distressed community, have been for years. So, and then you're saying in 60 days, you right? They have 60 days in which to review to it, to HUD. approve it, and it looks promising. You know, Steve Nakano, who's who's a wizard with HUD, he works miracles. He's very sharp. I'm so glad to have him here. I waited four years actually to get him here, but now he's here and he's working with HUD, with Chicago, Boston, Hartford. He's got a good relationship with them. And then the old HUD uh, requirement and assertion that the land had to be used uh, that for comes re- off. For re- because that's been doing that the, the replacement units right. for the federally subsidized units that were torn right. down are now, now is that finalized though because I've heard sort of they're they're still working on it the, what we because could that we be can't, a partic- could that be a hurdle if if no I don't think so I don't think so because we got the scattered sites all over the city of Ansonia to replace we've already re, I think there's 40 units I we already replaced 20 of them we got 20 more to go we're looking at other buildings around the city to purchase the housing authority is rather to mm-hmm. purchase so they can fill the other 20 okay uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about uh, this split that occurred between you and Phil Tripp, although I didn't realize he was actually in office uh, two years before you. Yes. But if, what happened uh, between you and Phil? I think it's, it, I think it's personality uh, issues. I mean, you know, he ran for state Senate 
And I can remember going to his fundraisers, me and Lori Vaccaro and our families, along with my daughters, going to his fundraisers and being the only ones there. And then when he lost, he sort of got bitter towards me and Lori. And I, I, I never could understand that. We were big supporters of her. My family, my brothers and mother gave him money, did everything for him. You know, I, I went out and campaigned with him. But when he lost that election to the state Senate, he just soured completely. And I, I have no idea. I have no idea why he did that. I, I, I've, I've always talked to him. In fact, he and people have come up to me and said, Mayor, I can remember Phil Tripp saying, Dave Cassetti's my best friend. And Phil said that several times to people. And now he doesn't even give me the time of day. He doesn't even look at me. He doesn't even talk to me. Were you surprised when uh, the Democrats Oh, very him? surprised. It shows you they, they had nobody. They had nobody. They really didn't. They had nobody. You're telling me the Democratic Party got 4,300 uh, registered Democrats in the in the town, and you, you couldn't find somebody. You had to go from he had to switch parties, and you had to endorse them. It was sort of surprising, but the, that's where it is. That's where we are today. The Antonio Republican Party criticized Trip for memes he had posted on Facebook, including one that said illegal immigrants are invading the country, basically, and responsible for bringing, uh, quote-unquote, eradicated diseases to the United States. And that's a meme that was uh, widely debunked. Uh, but my question is, Tripp made those comments while he was a member of the Republican Party. Do you know why the Ansonia GOP waited so long to weigh in on these public posts if they were so wrong? No, I mean, Phil is his own man. He, he says what he, he, he's been in, in. He's sort of a veteran. I mean, not, other than a veteran, he's a veteran in politics. I mean, he was there since 2011. So, you know, we basically said that's what he said. That's what he said. I mean, we didn't agree with him. I didn't agree with, with that, them comments. How about uh, in terms of I had asked him, he said he's not going to vote for uh, President Trump this time around in the U.S. presidential, right. presidential election. Right. And Trump has been criticized uh, by Democrats and uh, others for, for sort of perpetuating the same right. uh, uh, anti-illegal immigrant uh, stereotypes. Right. Some say anti-immigrant. Are you going to vote for him again? I, I disagree. All? I disagree with Donald Trump. Let me tell you, based on the candidates that they have in the Democratic Party, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. I have to because he's what I like about him is the economic boom that this state, this this country is going through, and the jobs that he's created and everything. His stance on immigration and the wall, I am not. I'm not for that. I am not for that. Believe me when I tell you. Okay. We so are. We are. As I stated, we we have uh, 4,300 Latinos in Ansonia. We have 2,000 African-Americans and 1,700 Asian. I, I cater to them, whatever their needs are. The minorities are very, very near and dear to me. My grandparents were, were immigrants, and I look at the, them to, to help them. And they know, they know, them three groups know, when they come to my office, they get results. And then in terms of what, what, what uh, uh, term are you running for? This now? is my fourth term. Your fourth term, because I don't know how to add. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I, I usually ask people, uh, you know, what's the most pressing issue uh, facing Ansonia? I will do that for you as well. But sure. take a moment. I mean, if somebody just moved to Ansonia and they're just reading the paper or listening to podcasts to try to learn what's going on in Ansonia, what are, if you had to pick one accomplishment since first being elected in 2000, November 2013, right. I think it was? November 2013. What would it be? My focus was on economic development, something that was missing 
in this town for maybe 20, 30 years. There was nothing, nothing was, was occurring. And I wanted to bring that to light. I wanted to bring economic development. When Farrell wanted to leave, I kept them. I brought, I lured better packages here. I got Stanny Yogurt, who's gonna be expanding to another 30 employees. I got Rugpad USA, who took over the old abandoned Farrell building, and they're refurbishing that. And I mean, we're gonna keep taxes stable and our education system. Now that we have an, a, a, a superintendent that is working collaboratively with the town, things are going to be, we're looking at the STEM program, which is science, technology, engineering, and manufacturing, where we want to entertain that to the students at a young age, because a lot of students, when they get out of 12th grade, some of them don't want to go to college or can't afford college. They could go right into manufacturing jobs mm -hmm. or technology jobs, as it will be in the future. And there's demand and there's of a, that. There's quite a demand. I've talked pretty locally as exactly. well. Exactly. This is this is stuff I want to enhance for the students of, in Ansonia. We got 2,200 students in Ansonia, and a lot of them are going to go to college, but a lot of them are not. And we want to get them jobs right as soon as they get out of twelfth grade. They're going to they're going to find themselves getting into a job. They're going to be 18 years old, and they'll be set. And then skipping around a, a little here, <clears throat> school regionalization. Uh, you appointed people to this commission. Sure. You were an advocate. Uh, you were actually criticized by members of the commission from Derby for, right. for advocating too much. Yes, they're it, saying, Mayor Cassetti, hold on, it has to happen. Stop Eugene. being, but they have to do their. They're saying like they you're to. putting the let cart them, before the horse. Yeah, I know, but let them do Stop their. Stop being so excited. Let them do their work. But you could see already in the Derby, the Derby crew of five people are not for this. You, you got, really? You, see, okay. Why do you say that? I haven't been to I meetings. I don't know. But, I, I mean, it's something but about Jim a But Jim is a very, he's, he's reputation, he's a very fair guy. Who's he's that? Been, he's uh, he's the chairman from oh, the Derby Oh, Jim, Jim Gilday. Yeah, yeah. Very good man. Very good but man. But you just said that he but, he, he... but he just seems like he's not in favor of it. I mean, this is my perception. Mm, okay. You know, uh, Tara Heider, she's criticized me and saying, how does he know it's going to be saved millions? Of course it's going to save millions of dollars. You're going to combine everything and not, instead of having two, you're going to have one you're going to save money you're going to save money and um i don't know too much about ron leno but right, let's you, yeah i don't want to go through all of them yeah then I but, email but, each and every one you get you're creating more work for me here yeah okay but but you know it it has to happen it listen they graduated 49 kids in derby their their football team is is non-existent i mean we got a big game tomorrow but it's just you know the rivalry it's it's probably going to be a blowout I, again I, I live in derby Take i listen stadium. my half my roots are from derby i love derby my mother was born and raised in east derby but uh, do you think both communities will vote for it when it happens because yes. my impression is yeah. that ansonia voters in ansonia will will reject it no no what i'm concerned about is there's 10 members and if it goes five to five or six to four against then it doesn't go to the voters i don't think that's fair i think it needs oh, to go to the voters of both towns say do you want this or not that's and i think that it would win I think I, I'm almost positive that it will win, that we they would do it. They would want to do it. And uh, I might have already asked you this, but I'll ask it again. If in, and I don't know. I'm messing up. But uh, So if reelected, what is your number one goal? Is there a particular project or issue or initiative that you're going to tackle on day one, assuming the people vote you in for my, a fourth You know, time? I said this two years ago, and, and I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you I said this. My, my main priority was Ansonia Copper and Brass to get that. That's the white whale. The, right. What I did is I got $3 million from EPA. They went in there and they cleaned it up, subsurface. 
Now I want to go down to Washington and talk with the, 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 the delegation from the state, Rosa DeLora, Chris, my good friend Chris Murphy, and Richard Blumenthal about getting monies for the demolition of this. And that's sort of a key. You need that's, big, I mean, That yeah, is the, the blank canvas that this okay. city's going to grow on. This is what we need. Once we get that cleaned up and we, we open it up for redevelopment, holy cow, this town's going to be booming. And then switching back to uh, the buildings across the street there, because we went over that quickly. Right. Uh, but I just want to make sure I understand what's happening, because you've got Shaw and No Serino. Right, but No They're, Serino's out. Okay. He's out. He's out. He's out. What happened there? You no, know, he, 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 I told you that he said, Mayor, you, I'm going to remodel a, the, the 153 Main Street, you know, the Palmer building, mm-hmm. and then we're going to do 497. It was going to be a brew, pub, brew, brew pub with yeah, apartments everything. on the top? He said, okay. but now... We have that albatross in the back that we're we're hooked to, which is five hundred one. They weren't okay. They so he, I didn't interest. realize. So he's out of it, right? Because he had like a four year option of yes. some kind yep. and was using that yep. as office space. And he used the office space there, right? Okay. Uh, so now Shaw is doing Shaw, who Shaw has will a take over everything. When didn't they? Yeah, it was contentious. It was contentious. It was contentious, like the Board of Ed, but we negotiated with them. We talked to them. We talked to them and and we're working things out with them. We got an MOU, which is in favor for the city to, to for them to proceed. They want to start bringing scaffolds in and start doing it. But I told them before you do that, check all the windows because I know there a lot of the windows have some lead. And we've got to get the environmental set. And so what is Shaw going to build there? Just to say Apartments. 170 apartments. 170 apartments. Right. And you had mentioned, do they have a, an application? Yes, with, with planning and zoning. The the architectural firm, Fletcher Thompson, is working with them. They're right here at 200 Main Street. Okay. And by the way, 200 Main Street and this building are slated for apartments after November. That's true. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so where that we means are. you got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a place on the first floor. All right, good. I've I hope, I hope you back. stick around in Ansonia. I've been I, here ten years. I, I would like you to stick around in Ansonia. I'm the building's uh, uh, oldest tenant. Tenant. You know? <laughs> uh, all right, big Y. Yes, big Y. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Let me ask my question. I got to get my fancy question out. Man. Sure. Hold Go ahead. On get your second. fancy question. <laughs> I don't have it. big Y. There it is. I mean, I, uh, government sometimes takes credit for stores opening right uh, and sometimes they shouldn't right. some you know right. It, it, right. but then at the say if you do that at the same time when somebody leaves then you get hit right uh so right. what's going on what okay what? right right now alan alan schwartz and uh alex goldblum are meeting who with, are they they are the owners of that shopping plaza okay. and managers of that shopping plaza and it's advantageous for them to get somebody in there and, and, and let me remark that you, the city of Ansonia is not losing not one penny in tax revenue. Not one penny are we by Big Y leaving. Not one penny of tax revenue. They still got to pay taxes on it. That's why they say it's advantageous for us to get somebody in there. Now you lose they're negotiating property taxes, though, don't you? From the no, stuff that, okay, no, they're they they're um, negotiating with someone. They're negotiating with somebody right now to. Um, bring somebody in but as they stated you know during negotiations i mean there you learn this in business 101 you don't divulge what you're doing so right now they're working on things and it is i mean uh i, I guess it's too bad that you know derby's gain is ansonia's loss because that right supermarket is important to the uh city of ansonia right. and the people that right. live 
In this area. Around the area. Around the area, yes. I've talked to many of them in the park. I meet with them on a regular basis, the people in the park and the people that do the walking, and I told them something will come. So what I did is I called the state, and I said, listen, I want you to put bus stops along Pershing Drive and Division Street because a lot of our residents, now that Big Y is left, need to go to stop and shop or or shop right, and they need a bus stop. So we put four bus stops along Pershing Drive. Oh, no kidding. And... Division Street, the state of said no problem, Mayor. We'll take care of that for and you. And then, what role do you play in trying to get a tenant in there? I mean, it's a private well, ownership. I, it's a private deal, right? There, you know, really nothing. I mean, I I call them on a regular basis, and they call me, and we talk and discuss things. And uh, you know, but he's saying during negotiations, we're we're, we're talking to a few grocers right now okay well that's something we're waiting we're waiting to see what who who got the best list best uh price okay how about in terms of uh bringing kurt miller in during uh the budget cycle right uh on one hand uh kurt is like the king of the bond rating in the valley right now which he he doesn't hesitate to to bring up the people where right exactly he likes to throw that in your face (laughs) seymour Seymour maintained their bond rating and they have a very strong um uh, uh, fund balance, yes. and he put together sort of this bipartisan uh, group uh, of uh, a strategic planning committee. I'm sorry, right. I'm stuttering. Yeah, it's 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 like Friday for me. Uh, and 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 they are on they're on solid financial ground. Right. So uh, why did you bring him here and pay him thirty grand? And why didn't the city? use its own people that were already in house. Well, Richie was Richie has retired. Richie had retired. Richie Kim Bishara Richie is- Bashara. Kim is new at the position. So I said I wanted a second set of eyes on it. I worked hand in hand with Kurt downstairs into the liberal room, hand in hand with him putting this together. I think we paid him $27,000. That's what what the bill was ended up being. You know, he he spent an unbelievable amount of time there. I mean, Saturdays and Sundays we were there putting this together. And I wanted a second set of eyes and i don't regret that i mean till i could find a finance director or or comptroller you know uh, that's that's what i I plan on doing all right so you might bring him in again i may i may and i may not i mean i've talked to rich bashur about it asking him because his wife is telling him hey you're spending too much time at the office i thought you're you're retired retired. (laughs) he's a good guy rich tremendous person but um I, i i may utilize him a little bit more now, I haven't decided yet. I wrote a story on uh, Kurt Miller commenting on the budget based on meeting minutes I right. had read, and I brought it up to Kurt in a previous podcast months ago. He sort of indicated according to the meeting minutes, although he sort of said I misinterpreted it. Uh, and in Derby, this has been brought up. These days of 0% tax increases to make people happy right. aren't sustainable. They're not. I mean, do you think yeah. these small tax increases like you did this year in Ansonia will become an annual tradition now? Biannual. Every two years. Possibly. So every two years yeah, you think they'll be years, yeah. Your tax yeah, it's going to happen okay. because of the costs. I mean, look, you know, I, I got criticized. A couple of residents came in and said, how come you pay Sheila O'Malley $130,000 a year? First of all. I consolidated Sheila O'Malley's job. I gave her the grant writer, which I eliminated, and uh, uh, the economic development. I combined them two jobs into one. I gave her $92,000 a year. That's what she makes. And I saved on the benefit. I paid, I saved over 700000 in city hall expenses uh, over the last six years mm-hmm. because I consolidated jobs. I eliminated jobs. What I'm concerned about, 
about this election, and that's why I got to focus on this, and I got to let the residents know that if my, what my opponent's planning is to bring in an economic development director and a grant writer, two people. Now you got two sets of benefit packages, whereas now I only got one, and you're going to make them union positions. First of all, that position of, of economic development and grant writer are to come and go with the mayors. That's automatic. It's to come and go with the mayors. If you make them union positions, and no, I'm not against unions, but if you put them, make them union position, you handcuff all future mayors because they're going to be stuck with them people. Although when I talked to, to Phil Tripp, he didn't say that. He said he would keep the Well, these economic... are what I'm hearing out in the street. Okay. So it could be all hearsay. But let me just ask you a question. Even mine, what they say about me could be hearsay. Then that's the, well, right. and that'll bring us to the other point about right. debate. But uh, what you just said a few minutes ago, though, uh, that could be interpreted as, uh, as as big news because you said you envision uh, small tax increases right. every two years. Right. At the same time, Republicans have been hammering the Democrats for past comments made by Tarek Raslin when he was a candidate for mayor when he didn't rule out tax uh, increases right. in that last debate we did together right. in 2017. So, but now you're saying... Aren't you going to get lose votes now by saying? Well, no. Every two years, tax increases. I'm saying it could be every two years of a tax increase. I, I'm not going to raise taxes every year from now on, as as long as I'm mayor. But unhidden uh, bills. I mean, you're going to see insurance rates go up, salaries go up. I mean, where are you going to get that money from? Okay, uh, let's talk about the debate uh, real fast here at the end. Uh, the, the Democrats are saying, well, we offered, we want to do a public debate uh, at the high school. What happened uh, there? And what do you think? Well, you saw what happened last year or two years ago with everybody that was sitting up at the booth, up at the... Um... I wasn't at that one, actually. No, you weren't? No. Oh, all right. But yeah, explain the, the it kid, to me. you had a 17-year-old kid ask me about the fund balance. I looked at him and said, don't you have a girlfriend? I mean, you're, you're 17 years old. You're worried about the fund. They, they prepped them. And that's what, what, the, what the Democrats will do. They'll bring all their people in and start yelling and screaming. We don't need that. This is where you do the debate here as a podcast so that the whole city, not a select few, get to hear it. Okay. And that's but, why I wanted to do it here with him. Would you have been open to, yeah, because what happened to, if anybody doesn't know, I put out an invitation to both. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I think it would have been great to hear the two of you right. uh, uh, ask each other questions right. and counter each other. Because right. I'm in a position where I'm accepting information, but I don't have comebacks right. or follow-up questions for some of the things you're right. saying. because. That should have been, that's what right. a debate is for. But Phil Tripp said no, his campaign said no, and they wanted to do something at the high school. Yeah. But there didn't seem to be any format. It seemed like the Democrats right. wanted to put something yeah. Yeah. Uh, it wanted, together. I'm the, I'm the incumbent mayor, he's the challenger, and we got to run by your rules. So would you have agreed, or, or maybe it'll still happen between now and yep. election day, if, would you, what terms, what would need to happen for you to debate Phil Tripp at the high school? No, I don't want to debate him at the high school. I, I, I want to do it here. I, I believe we do it. This is the where I did it with Raslin. This is where I did it with Adamowski. I, the first time I did it at the high school with Delavope, mm -hmm. but I think this is where we need to do it at. Oh, okay. That's that's surprising, actually. So even if, if, even if we set something up, you, you still wouldn't do a debate uh, like you did in 2011? No, so that 2013. was 13, 13. No, I want to do it here. I want to face him. Okay. 
Those are pretty much all my questions. Really? Mayor. Yeah. Well, I mean, is there anything else you want to add? We're well, at the thirty-nine I, I, minute mark. You talk fast. I know, but I asked that. I I'm asking the residents of Ansonia. For six years, there's been nothing but an economic boom in Ansonia. As I stated before, you had eighty-seven percent of the storefronts on Main Street empty. They're now eighty-seven percent full. I mean, we have a booming Main Street. Um, economic development is booming. I mean, we got apartments coming online. Why would we want to return to where we were six short years ago? Why? It it, it doesn't make any sense. All right, Mayor. I want to thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. Thanks uh, for, for having me. For whatever year in a row, yeah. uh, I do appreciate it. Thank you. Still have a fans, we're here every day, so 
Dinosaur. 